Support the show that supports the scene. Patreon.com slash B-R-L-S-O-N. It's pretty much a dollar a show. Plus, I'll give you extra stuff, exclusive shows and content, and there are levels to this game as well, including a advertising package, which is cheaper than our normal one. So sign up and support the show that supports your scene. Patreon.com slash B-R-L, son. Peace, this is Nelson Dialect. You're tuned into Beats, Rhymes and Lives. This is Bon You're listening to BRL. Yeah, this is Ray. You're listening to BRL. What up? It's 360. Yeah, yeah. This is Nick Loopy from One Day Spit Syndicate. I'm Seth Century. You're on Beats, Rhymes and Life, and I endorse this product. Peace, family. This is Elf West the Lion on Beats, Rhymes and Life. Stay tuned. This is where hip hop lives. Is BRL all across Australia on the Community Radio Network? And now joining us on the phone is a gentleman. That has a uh, very, very well-respected name within the Australian hip-hop community. Different vibe on this project, and we're going to talk to him about that in just a sec. But joining us on the program is Plutonic Lab. How you doing? Hey, mate. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me back on. Indeed. So um, let, let's talk about the project uh, straight up. It's uh, a bit more chill and soulful there's still some sort of a harder rhyming moments on this one but uh what what are the what, what's influenced this uh, ha, has it been covid has it been sort of uh, you know the you know the, the the sheer passage of time uh and you know as we all get older we you know sort of chill out a little bit more um what what has uh, made this project kind of like the uh, chill almost soul record that this is um probably a few things like maybe some collabs that i've been doing over the last few years um i actually started with the black milk track so which is kind of the hardest track on the record yeah and um i just i don't know i just kind of like uh took a departure from that pretty much so instead of like making music to match that in um in its kind of uh, toughness i suppose i kind of just like wanted to just steer off into a completely different direction and mm. the more collaborations that i did with uh i guess for the soul artists and more orchestration and stuff like that i kind of uh sort of kept leaning towards that sound as i went along um yeah so i don't know i'm not really sure like it, i think it's just kind of like uh just maybe the development of you know me as an artist and my interest not to say that i'm you know not into making harder records that's yeah. always on the cards but it's kind of nice to flex some other skills and some songwriting and stuff indeed uh, here and there so yeah absolutely and uh, it's you know there's still the the smoothness and you can hear the fact that you're playing uh you're are you're playing most of the live percussion on this aren't you i'm playing most of the instruments i got a friend of mine in to play some horns um and there's like dashes of other additional instruments here and there but mm. um most of it's played uh, actually all of it's played i don't think there's any samples in it oh um, cool. so yeah it's just um something i, I this is a funny a few people have been asking asking me that question uh recently but like i have been um i always have put live instruments into my music yes it's just that kind of like i've used it more to sort of bolster um the sampled material yes um so yeah, that's mainly what I've done over the years. But uh, you know, I have made records that have been completely played as well. But yeah, this one 
is definitely more of the the latter, where I've just sort of yeah just built it all from the ground up, pretty much. So uh, with that and the you know sort of laying the foundations and everything, um, are you are you making instrumentals first and then sending them off to the artists? And uh, how are you connecting with all these people? Have have you had relationships with everyone beforehand? Um, yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag. So uh, most of the artists I got to actually uh, write in my studio together, yes. which is my preferred way of doing stuff. And usually the, the tracks, I don't sort of like, I don't really have like finished pieces of music when I write. It's more kind of like I'll have sketches or maybe just a, some chords or a beat or something like that. And I just like to collaborate in the studio. And then obviously there's some uh, couple of people that I couldn't um, just with COVID hitting and yes. uh, just the fact that they were, you know, Olivier is in, Berlin, so we weren't able to actually connect in the studio, so we just did it online. Um, so yeah, m- mainly it's just sort of like really uh, that thing of vibing with somebody in the studio, and just I think it's like easier than sending off a folder of like potential uh, instrumentals and mm. seeing what they connect with. It's much better just to be with them in the room, and you get a an instant kind of um, idea of what someone's going to like or not like, or what you're both. Um, into you know, if that were me, and I'm uh, definitely not a producer at all. <laughs> uh, that 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 feels like that's the best way to do it is like organically in the room. Um, you know, sort of having been around a couple of sort of Perth projects way back in the day. So you know, um, yeah, just you yeah. Know, I've never really, be- I've never really made records like. Um- I've sort of steered clear of the sort of, I call it the kind of supermarket shelf style of making a record where you just kind of like, you, you just sort of pick stuff off the shelf and kind of like cobble it together into an album. I'd rather actually just work with someone from the ground up and, you know, make it sound like something that's like lives in the same world, I guess. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the, as you, as you said, sort of the, you know, collaboration and having everyone in the studio, um, you know, Melbourne being just the worst hit, including currently, uh, with a, a yet another lockdown for you guys. Um, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, just sticking time bomb, I guess. For yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, like, look, at, at this point, I'll take, I'll take Will Anderson's sort of, um, uh, idea about it, which is basically, uh, for everybody outside of that, I'm just going to kind of not make any comments. So, and, uh, you know, because <laughs> at that point, it's not like, you know, not like a oh, bloody Melbourne again. It's just more like, yeah, right. oh, you poor sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows how it's, I mean, we've got to open up at some point, right? So, who knows? That's why I say ticking time bomb because, you know, where it's like that, that's, the intro to Lahane so far so good when you're falling towards Earth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't wow. know, something like that. It's just like we're okay at the moment, but you know, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. And you hear stuff like that from everybody who's uh, any Melbourne artist that I've actually spoken to over the course of the last twelve months, really. And there are those kind of really dark yet really sort of artful uh, comments, just like the one you made. And I was like. Oh, bro, you guys have had a lot of time to think about stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. It's so... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, um, a lot of people did get creative 
like during the first long lockdown that we had. But I know a lot of people that actually kind of would just, I don't know, just like a, I guess a sort of form of depression set in and it kind of like was debilitating to some people as well where we were meant to be productive and learning new skills and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I know a lot of people that just couldn't bring themselves. They're just too overwhelmed, you know. Uh, I, I get that feeling. I also, um, for, for me, and it's absolutely not the, you know, literally at this point, well over six months worth of lockdowns combined for, for Melbourne, but uh, I, I spent the sort of uh, seven weeks or so that I was off work, you know, through the, you know, the, the beginning of the uh, pandemic, sort of renegotiating and sort of lining up the show to be what it is now. And that's what I put all my energy into. So I was like, oh. awesome. yeah, I was like all right, yeah, that's well. great. and, uh, you know, it is what it is now. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing I'm one of those people. I, I, at the same time, I, I put on the COVID 15 pounds and all that kind of stuff as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all watched all of the uh, internet and uh, eaten all of the donuts. Oh yes, absolutely. So no, it's not like I it's not like I came out the other side with like six pack abs and and, and like a new view on life. I'm still a miserable prick. <laughs> absolutely. So you know, uh, and I'm still wildly antisocial. It's it's you know, it's just well, it, yeah. It's why I, I sit and time. talk to people on microphones <laughs> weekly. Yeah, yeah. This sure. is my socializing apart from my uh, real life job. But um, yeah, I wonder if wonder if it's made everybody a little agoraphobic. You know? Um, yeah, I, in all in all honesty, and I'll, I'll share this with the audience that if I didn't work FIFO, I think I would be even. I would have become way more agoraphobic as opposed to like I have to go outside to get in a cab to fly to another place to work. And at that point, you have to be social with your work yeah, group yeah. because how else are you going to get through those twelve-hour days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that helped. But uh, for people who've uh, sort of kind of been sitting on the sideline for like the most part of the last twelve months, it, I just mm. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> that would suck so bad. But um, we've got a great project out of it now. Was this sort of made throughout this time period we've been talking about, or was this pre-COVID, or how's that? Sort of gone. Um, some of it was pre, like some have uh, been sitting on for a little while and not really known what to do with it. And I guess that's where the the idea for the title of the record came from as mm. well. It's like the new ruins. Like these are just kind of things that um, I had that didn't know uh, where to put them, kind of like where they belonged in a project or something. But um, so I had a couple of those things, and then the rest I made in kind of like yeah, they were put together within the last 12 months or so. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the, the collaboration with Malou, I did just before the first lockdown All right. last year. Um, and I already had the Natalie Slade song, mm -hmm. but it wasn't completely finished. And I already had the Black Milk track as well. Yes. And everything else uh, since then has been, you know, in, recorded throughout that yeah, period. Yeah, everything, yeah, everything else has been on. Just when people have visited Melbourne and I've managed to get some sessions in when it hasn't been too crazy and, um, yeah, just slowly chipping away at it. Indeed. So, yeah, the the project itself, it is available everywhere now, isn't it? Yeah, it's all uh, digitally uh, streaming on all the streaming things um, and there's a pre-order up for uh, vinyl as well. Yes, everyone um, loves a vinyl. Which is on Bandcamp. 
Indeed. Uh, you give that band camp a plug so people can go and get that vinyl. I think it's, it's either on the low-key source band camp page or my own band camp page, which is just uh, slash platonic lab. So, uh, yeah, go and uh, cop the hard copies. And uh, as we always mention, maybe Bandcamp can start sponsoring us. We mention them every time, but it's always best for the artist if you buy from that service. Yeah, I think it's just a good, I don't know, it's just like a really good streamlined setup for most artists, I think. You know, especially, I mean, if you're an indie. Um, I know I'm doing some stuff with some majors sort of like a distribution and they don't really like it. They don't really like messing with it. But um, there's lots of so much great independent music out there now and people have learnt to kind of just do it themselves and not be reliant on like a label. And I guess digitally you can be your own distributor anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, um, yeah. Uh, a lot of pluses there. Indeed. So, uh, you know, get around that. And, of course, uh, we had Record Store day the other week as well so once again cop those vinyls and hard copies but uh Pluto, thank you very much for joining us on the program no problem thanks for having me man dropping edm hip-hop and a bunch of best beats programs around if you want bangers you'll be in the right place with tune one tune one.com.au that's tune the number one dot com.au tune one proud show sponsor